Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly earlier. When you read this, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to human beings in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this I became a minister by the gift of God's grace that was granted me in accord with the exercise of his power. To me, the very least of all the holy ones, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the inscrutable riches of Christ and to bring to light for all what is the plan of the mystery hidden from ages past in God who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the principalities and authorities in the heavens. This was according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness of speech and confidence of access through faith in him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim His name. Among the nations make known His deeds. Proclaim how exalted is His name. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Sing praise to the Lord for His glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and prudent steward, whom the Master will put in charge of his servants, to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant, whom his master on arrival finds doing so. 
Truly, I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour, and will punish the servant severely, and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will, but did not make preparations, nor act in accord with his will, shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will, but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating, shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, we are the stewards entrusted with much while the Master is on a journey. Christ Jesus gave His blood for us, gave His teaching for us, instituted His church and sacraments for us, gave us the fullness of His Word and His Gospel, gave us the revelation of the Father and the revelation indeed of who we are as human beings, and then he told us to proclaim it to all the earth and to be faithful to it in our own lives. He has gone on a journey. We are in the days between his first coming and his second coming. And he expects us to be, as this passage makes clear, both fruitful and watchful. He expects us to make use of the gifts we've been given, bear fruit, first of all, in our own holiness and our service, and secondly, in the good that we bring into the world, including, for us in the pro-life movement, the saving of lives. And he asks us to be prepared. He demands us to be prepared. You know, this idea that, oh, well, I'll just follow whatever the Spirit tells me at the last minute. Of course, the Spirit leads us at every minute, but sometimes that's used as an excuse not to prepare for what we need to be preparing for. The Lord Jesus says you have to make preparations for the Master's return, for the culmination, in other words, of this great work of spreading the gospel and bringing salvation. Be prepared for the coming of the Son of Man, that he might find faith on the earth, that he might find you loving and serving one another, that he might find you not compromising with the ways of sin, just like he told his people when they inherited the Holy Land, not to mingle with the nations and adopt their practices. Unfortunately, they did. Child killing was one of them, like abortion is for us. But he says, don't take part in these practices. Be prepared by living according to the kingdom. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much. Remember how Jesus said in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus that when the rich man wanted Lazarus to go back from the dead and warn his brothers not to ignore the needy like he had done, the response from Father Abraham was, 
They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Oh no, Father Abraham, but only if someone goes back from the dead, then they will repent. And Abraham said, even if someone should come back from the dead, they will not repent if they have not already listened to Moses and the prophets. Now Jesus brings a similar example when he says the people of Nineveh repented when Jonah preached. The queen of Sheba came to listen to when Solomon shared his wisdom. But you have even more than that. You have a greater than Solomon here. So Jesus is in our midst. He's calling us to repent. He's sharing with us his infinite wisdom. Why aren't we being more responsive to the greater gift that we have than the people of old were responsive to the lesser gift that they had? Their hearts were more open. Their hearts were more responsive. They were more obedient. They were more willing to hear and live the ways of the Lord, to whom more is given. And we have been given more. We don't have just Moses and the prophets, Solomon and Jonah. We've got Jesus Christ, the Gospels and the church, the, the, the saints and their example throughout history. We have no excuse not to be holy, not to be saints, not to be fervent, in doing this work, not to be totally responsive, totally committed, totally unyielding, completely persevering, utterly courageous. We have no reason not to be. It's all in our hands. We have not just a portion of God's Spirit. We have the fullness of His Spirit who came at Pentecost and made those apostles so courageous that they gave their lives for Christ Let's expect no less, let's do no less, let's be no less fervent than they were. And that's why in the first reading Paul says we have confidence of access, we have more access to the Father than anyone has had in history. Christ Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But not only do we have confidence of access, he says it leads to something else, boldness of speech. Look how John the Baptist was bold. Look how Elijah was bold in speech. Jeremiah. If they were bold in speech what, with what they had, how much more we must be bold in speech with because we have more. To whom more is given. We have to be bolder in speech. We know even stronger, even than Elijah the prophet and Jeremiah the prophet. They were so bold in speech that everyone was turned against them. And fire came down from heaven for Elijah. We have to be bold in speech. Whether we're speaking out about the evil of abortion to the, the powerful of our day, or whether we're speaking to the unbelievers, or speaking in our own family to our own children and grandchildren to pass along the faith, or to our employer saying we will not violate our conscience as we live the faith. Boldness of speech. Don't water anything down. 
or omit parts of the Word of God or shrink back from proclaiming the sanctity of life. Thank you, Lord, for you have given us more. Your martyrs we celebrate today, Isaac Jogues and the North American martyrs, they showed what this means. Boldness of speech even to those who could take their lives. Confidence of access that even in the face of death we would have access to life eternal. More is given, more will be demanded. Lord, may we be faithful to your call and to your gifts. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.